Hey, I'm Sheena, former miserable corporate attorney turned full-time calligrapher and creative entrepreneur. I used to feel like I was living my life for other people, and now I am more true to myself than ever. And each week, I'm sharing a short but powerful lesson that I've learned on that journey. So if you're looking for a way to get more creativity and possibility into your life, you're so in the right place. Let's dive right in. Hey, and welcome back to The Sheena Show. In last week's episode, I addressed, say you're dreaming about going after something creative and you get all these objections in your head, right? One of them, a huge one is, what will people think? Especially, what will my parents think? So I talked about that in last week's episode. Definitely check that out if that is sticking in your head is, oh my God, I totally think that. But this week... I wanted to talk about the other really common objection, which is what about the money? Kind of amusing if you're watching this on YouTube, which you can do at crookedcalligraphy.tv. I am wearing a green sweater. Money, green. I didn't do this on purpose, although maybe I did it subconsciously (laughs) because I had money on the mind because I want to break down for you my actual finances, my numbers when I quit law And while I was kind of bridging the gap in the years it took me to build up my business, Crooked Calligraphy, to support me full time, I want to give you those actual numbers because money is such a strong objection for people, specifically in my story, because I was trying to go full time with a creative business, but money can be such a common objection, even if you are wanting to start a side hustle and you want to invest some money in learning a craft or, you know, learning how to run a business. Money is such a common block that keeps people from going after their dreams. So I hope that by sharing my numbers, look, I'm going to lay it all down here. This is not a formula. This is not, this does not set a standard for any numbers that you have to reach in order to quit your job. Everybody's situation is going to be different with money, but I do hope that by being transparent with my money and my finances, I remove some of that mystery and some of that veil because you might be surprised at what I did in order to quit law and build a creative business that would support me full time. So without further ado, let's get right into the numbers. <laughs> okay. So I quit my corporate law job in 2013. I went to law school for three years, took out loans to do that. Um, practiced law from 2008 to 2016. So I had paid off some of my law school loans by the, at that time. But when I quit in 2013, I still had about $120,000 in law school debt. I know that sounds like a lot, right? But here's the thing. A lot of it was in like very low interest loans. So I felt okay about that because I also had almost 90K, $90,000 saved up in my savings account. And when I quit law, I actually moved in with my best friend, um, in his like little condo in Hollywood. And he, you know, because he was my best friend, rented me a room for pretty cheap on rent. 
So that in 2013 was sort of a, is a picture of my finances, huge, huge school debt, but at a low interest rate. So I felt okay making that monthly payment, but with a really, really solid savings net, um, and someplace to live that I knew would be okay. Even if I couldn't pay the rent, I would have some grace for a little bit. And honestly, guys, that's what I needed to feel safe and secure leaving corporate. And I still kept a lot of doors open when I left. I made sure to leave on good terms um, with my current law firm so that, you know, if I wanted to come back, they would probably hire me. I still kind of kept up relationships with other lawyers and other partners that I had worked with who had gone to other places. So I you knew that maybe I could get connections through them. I left doors open and I had a really solid safety net. And that's personally what I needed to feel safe because remember I had no plan, <laughs> but I also was single unmarried. I did not own a home. I don't have, I didn't have children. I didn't even have a dog. So I was just taking care of myself. Okay. So that was 2013. Let's go to 2014. That was the year I was just trying to figure stuff out. I mostly lived off of savings, but I did find a few things here and there to bring in some income. Because if you're anything like me, I just got really antsy and nervous not having some income coming in, watching my savings dwindle. That just uh, made me nervous. So here's what I did. I asked my law firm that I used to work at if there were any opportunities, and they actually set me up with a very temporary temporary contract law position working with one of their clients. I had to fly back and forth to Ohio to do it, but I got paid $10,000 to do it. So that helped a lot. It also, by the way, solidified and validated my leaving the law because I absolutely hated, hated it. <laughs> but anyway, it gave me some money, which made me feel better. I also started to look for just kind of temporary part-time seasonal kind of work. So because I had gone to a really good school, Harvard University, I got hired to help other high school kids with their college applications. So I got paid maybe $5,000 in 2014 for that. So that was 2014. That was basically it, about 15K in overall income, living mostly off of my savings. And in 2014, I also, I wanted to mention here, tried to start a knitting business on Etsy where I would sell knitted stuff and like knitting patterns, made about $900 off of that. Just selling knitted stuff and patterns, didn't get too far with it, made about $900 in profit. But I wanted to mention that here because, you know, just because there's no overnight success in business, there's a lot of trial and error. So that was a part of my journey. Hey, if you're interested in learning calligraphy and you want to do it for free, I have a calligraphy workshop that I created just for you. I know how frustrating it is to buy the wrong tools, to not know how to use them for everything coming out of your pen to look like nonsense. That's why I created this training. It's about an hour long. It shows you exactly what tools to buy, how to prep those tools, how to get started right, and how to continue practicing so that you actually get good at calligraphy. And bonus, it will tell you a little bit more about how to continue working with me if you wanna learn calligraphy from me. So that's at freecalligraphyworkshop.com, all one word, freecalligraphyworkshop.com. Hope to see you inside. Okay, let's get into 2015. I stopped doing the knitting business. I was exploring blogging, 
DIY and food blogging. Um, this is the year that I discovered calligraphy and started to practice it, but you know, also wasn't making too much money still living off savings a little bit. I was still doing the college essays, helping students with college essays that made me about $15,000. And then to get more income, I also found a second job on top of that, which was being essentially an executive assistant to a interior designer with his own firm in Los Angeles. So that made me be about $30 an hour. So I'm just saying this to tell you in 2013, I quit law. 2015, I was working two jobs while I figured out what business I wanted to do, which takes me to 2016. 2016 is when I started Crooked Calligraphy, January, 2016, but it definitely did not support me full time in that first year. And that first year I made about $13,000 to, this is all gross revenue, top line revenue, just sales. $13,000 definitely wasn't enough for me to live on after taking out expenses and everything. So I continued to do the college essays, help out with that. That made me about $20,000. And I was also working that second executive assistant job um, for about $7,000. Okay. So that was 2016. 2017, I more than doubled my revenue from Crooked Calligraphy. So I made $50,000 in revenue, which was awesome for me, but I still kept that job doing college essays just to bring in a bit more income. Remember $50,000 was what I made top line in Crooked Calligraphy overall sales. That wasn't what I put in my pocket. So I continued to help with the college essays that made, brought me about $20,000 in extra income. So we're now four years after quitting law and I'm still not supporting myself full time with my creative business. So what happened in 2018? In 2018, I made a really big revenue jump with Crooked Calligraphy because I started selling um, my calligraphy online courses. Uh, Well, my first one, Modern Calligraphy 101. So Crooked Calligraphy brought in in 2018, $108,000 in revenue. 2018 was the year I broke six figures in revenue for Crooked Calligraphy. And I was so, so happy about that. I pulled back a little bit on the college essays and I made about $5,000 on the college essays, which was some nice extra income to have. And that brings us to 2019, which is the first year that I was able to support myself full time with Crooked Calligraphy, no other jobs. So in 2019, I about doubled my revenue from Crooked Calligraphy, mostly by really marketing and selling my online courses by creating a second intermediate online course, Modern Calligraphy 201. And I was able to bring in about $220,000 in overall revenue from Crooked Calligraphy in 2019. And 2020 was like a crazy year in revenue as well. 2021 is looking amazing as well, but I just wanted to bring you along on the journey from going from zero, not even having an idea of what I was going to do when I quit law to building up, you know, to supporting myself full time. Here's the message I want you to take away. Number one, it took me a while and that's okay. So if you are building up your own creative business and you're not supporting yourself full time right away, that's totally okay. And totally normal. So many people take on, um, I think they're called bridge jobs. Just, you know, part-time seasonal work to help 
<laughs> bridge that gap until you're, you can build up your business and it can make more money for you. So that's the first message. Don't beat yourself up if you're still on your way to building up your business. Second message is I really believed when I was going to quit law, I was so scared that there was no other way to make money. It doesn't really make sense, right? when I say that out loud, but really in my head at the time, I was like, I've only been trained to be a lawyer. I've only had a lawyer job. I don't know what else I'm going to do to make money. I might end up homeless in a ditch. This was where my brain was wanting to go. But just look back at these years and look how many different ways I was able to make money not doing law or outside of my law firm job, creative businesses, side jobs, seasonal work, contractual work, you know, with my old law firm, there were really a lot of ways that I could survive. And I know that you can do it too. So if your brain is really telling you, you can't quit your job or you can't commit the money, you can't invest in something creative because you won't have enough. That's really a scarce way of thinking about things. And if you can start to train your brain to think a little bit more abundantly, it will just help. I'll leave you with one concrete tip because (laughs) just from watching my own overactive brain, just like go into catastrophe problem mode, sometimes your brain just really needs to have some hard numbers to calm down a little bit. So if you're really thinking about quitting your job and going into something creative, um, full-time and trying to build that up into a full-time income, I highly, highly, highly suggest getting three numbers, figuring those three numbers out. It's not super hard, but it's really, really important. The first number is called, I've heard it called a spaghetti number because it's basically the number that you need to just survive. If you're eating spaghetti every single day, it's your basic expenses. The second number is your comfort number. Okay. What do I need to live a comfortable life? Not eating spaghetti every day, maybe having some entertainment, going out to restaurants. And number three is your dream number. Like what do I want in my wildest dreams to have? So those three numbers are super informative for you to know, especially that first one, that spaghetti number. Cause I know everybody's financial situation is different. You know, some of you might have kids and a mortgage and who knows what else and, um, an aging parent. I don't know, but in a lot of cases, that spaghetti number might be lower than you think. And once you can give your brain a number to fixate on, okay, I just need to make this much and I will be okay. I will not die (laughs) because that's literally what your brain is telling you you can start to calm down. And then that comfort number and that dream number can start to give you some possibilities, right? And give you a goal so that maybe you can work up towards it. And then just seeing evidence that other people can do it. Like me, I totally did it. There's so many other people running creative businesses and not dying. (laughs) Seeing evidence will also help your brain get over this major hurdle. Because I totally feel you when you really believe deep down inside that you can't possibly go after your creative dreams because money stands in your way. I just hope that me breaking down my actual numbers starts to crack that assumption because it totally is possible. And I want you to start to see that possibility. All right. That's what I got for you today. I hope that was helpful. As always, stay on that crooked creative path, no matter how long it is, no matter how uncomfortable it is, it will take you somewhere amazing. 
All right, see you guys next time. Oh, you're still here. That's awesome. That means that you like the show, right? Thank you for listening to the end. And I want to ask you a really quick favor. Could you take two seconds right now, literally right now, to just leave a rating on this podcast? And if you're feeling extra generous, write a one-sentence review. It really helps more people like you to find this show. You are awesome. I'll see you next time.